Welcome, episode number four. The card is going to change. It's presented by AIW and sponsored by Smart Mark Video. And this is awesome wrestling show. I am Glenn Moore, joined here in studio by the co-founders of AIW, John Thorne and Chandler Biggins. And this show I'm very excited about because I have uh, little knowledge of what transpired for this episode, and that is Wrestle Rager. Wrestle Not So Rager is more uh, the proper title for uh, this fucking mess of an idea that we had. What an idea, huh? Uh, I mean, on paper, like, I don't know, like, we thought this was going to be fucking awesome. Like, uh, I, I don't know how well, to say it. Sh- should we start from the top? Sure. Sanjay Dutt is... Hold uh, on. Also, I just want to point out for for later reference... Uh, of an episode Chandler Biggins is not a co-founder of AIW but we will get to that when we discuss how this all came together it's hey. in the uh, description no he's not a co-founder he's a co co-owner uh, hey I, I revised the history yeah he's rewriting he's rewriting the fucking Monday Night Wars over here but yeah. uh yeah let's uh let's go to DX, the top of- DX brought AIW to prominence yes let's uh I I guess this this Wrestle Rager thing is I don't even like people probably don't even understand what a fucking like disaster this turned out to be. Like, and this, this is this, this is, is uh, bad. proof positive that we'll never cancel shows. Uh, yeah, when we should. Like <laughs> tons of like uh, we. I don't know if it's pride or whatever, but like it's just like we have this like we're going down with the ship mentality. Like uh, we're not gonna like because one of like my big like pet peeves is like. You never want to kind of break the trust of the fans. So, like, you don't want to advertise something, get their hopes up, start selling tickets, and then, like, cancel it. You know what I mean? Because, like, at that point, people just lose faith in you. And I think a lot of independent promotions, if uh, if there's a cloud in the sky, will be like, oh, fuck it, let's cancel. Yeah, and, like, I think, like, to me, like, uh, it's just, like, you, you got you, you to gotta fucking see it through, man. And if you're going down and it's, you know, the company's – gotta close or whatever like the show must go on like you gotta go down with it and you like because it's not the fans responsibility like it's essentially my responsibility you know what i mean like i've decided to run this show on this date uh you know i've decided to you know uh try to convince people to spend their time attending this event so like uh for me to cancel it would fucking fuck up like essentially look at it it would just fuck up everyone's day uh that planned on coming and like then you break people's trust and then you lose their support and then that's when you get zero pre-sale right so like uh you know no matter what we have this like the show must go on mentality and like this wrestle rager weekend started off like such a fucking idea and we thought it was genius and it just was fucked in so many different ways and, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll let Chandler Biggins kind of take over the the inception of the whole thing. So Sanjay Dutt, uh, years ago, sent us this video. And he's like, you got to watch this video. It's it's Vice, uh, the documentary series. They did one on the British wrestler, and his name was Grado. And then Cole Cabana started uh, doing stuff with Grado. And there was that famous video where Cole Cabana and Grado were at the airport together. So, like, Grado became, like, a viral guy. And, like, I told Thorne, I'm like, we got to book this guy. This guy's great. Like, he cracks me up. And, like, we really didn't know too much about him. And I started DMing him uh, 
or emailing or somehow I got a hold of him. Voxer. You got his Voxer somehow. Yeah. Well, then we started Voxing because he loves Voxer. And somehow we came up with this idea that we were going to be the first person, first people to bring him to North America uh, and to f- what was the flight? Like $900? Yeah. Like we had worked it out like kind of somewhat in advance and we found like a pretty affordable flight. It was going to be 900 bucks. Um, and like he wanted to come to America because he like you know he's vacation in America and he loves like fucking chicken wings and like everything he says is fucking like there's no work there like he wanted to come to America and eat chicken wings. Uh, that was like a big selling point. Yeah, because he had been to Vegas on vacation, Los Angeles, but like nobody had like you know the balls to bring him over basically. And like it, you know, he wasn't as big e- even as he is now. Then like he was like. Uh, like it was like, like a niche. He was like on the rise in Europe, but like not nearly what he is now. Um, you know, and like we were kind of like right on the cusp of like the great mania that was going to take over the internet in like the coming months. Uh, and like we're like, fuck it, like let's let's bring him over. But like, what like what can we do? Like what can we do with him? You know what I mean? Like. 900 bucks, you know, is a lot of money to spend on a flight. Like, how can we make it worth it? And uh, when we were Turner's Hall, like, that was like the Wild West. We could literally do whatever the fuck we wanted there. So uh, I don't even know how this came about, but we were like, let's do three days in a row with Grado. Uh, It's like, I I don't even remember, like, what, like. Yeah, I don't even know why we did three days. I think it was just. We were figuring if you broke down his flight, it would be $300 a day. Right. And we we're just like thinking of like all this potential viral footage we can get. And like, we we're going to do him and Cabana, him and Smothers. And I think what a tag on him and Cabana against Smothers and Cliff Comp. Uh, I don't know. Or Jock Sampson. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, we were going to do like three different weird matches with, with Grado. Uh, and I don't know if we were overestimating him or un, like, I don't know. We did get a lot of feedback. A lot of people were like, I want the information. I'm going to travel in. I think that would have been a show. We got a lot of travel. Yeah. Cause like he was like uh, gaining a lot of notoriety and he was like, uh, someday we'll have to talk about like the, uh, what Cole Cabana has met AIW. Like some people love Cabana. Some people hate him, but there's a certain percentage of fans that have discovered AIW through Cole Cabana and Colcabana to them is like almost like a god. So like Colcabana vouching for Grado, like I think the Colcabana like force, you know, w- would have been out in force. Yeah, like Colcabana has like almost like so like there's like independent wrestling fans, there's like mainstream wrestling fans, and then there's like Colcabana fans to where it's like almost this like third like weird genre of wrestling to where like he has just developed this gigantic fan base that really like only knows about him they you know they, most of them probably don't even watch independent wrestling they don't watch mainstream wrestling they we had we had girls that flew in from Alaska yeah like uh people were flying from Europe for Grado yeah so like um but yeah like uh Cole Cabana has done so much that he shouldn't have done for AIW just because I don't know why like you know we've we just get along or whatever uh, like, and became good friends over the years. But, you know, so we talked to Colt about this idea and he was just like, I mean, this, you know, this sounds great. You know what I mean? And like, you know, we've worked, you know, we work out to where, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna kind of, uh, you know, really pump this thing up through his podcast. And like, we, we come up with this like huge, you know, plan. Like we want to make, uh, you know, 
we don't just want it to be AIW shows. We want to make like Grado coming to America is an event. Um, it's like it, it's we want to make it like a party. Like and you know we're gonna that's gonna be the first time like you know Colt was gonna do the live art of wrestling in Cleveland and like uh you know we start working on all these all these different types of things and like because uh you know we're we're coming like at the time whenever we you know I I think we came up with this in like late spring or we worked this deal out because he was booked like well, well in advance. Uh, you know, we're coming off like an, like, ep- I would even say almost winter time, I think. Yeah. And like, we're coming off like an epic, like jail weekend, like one of the most infamous, like after party weekends of all time to where like, we're like, fuck man, we just had an awesome two days. Like imagine doing three days of the jail party, which I mean, a lot of the shit, like, we'll, we would never, ever, ever even talk about on this podcast. Or, like, it's kind of like the, the some of the jail after parties are, like, It'll be super, in the book when we retire. Yeah, like, super, super, like, secret society shit. Uh, but we're like, imagine fucking that jail, like, the jail after party with, like, the roster we had at the time of just, like, insane partiers. Uh, and then we're going to bring in this fucking maniac from fucking Scotland who's insane. And we're going to throw Colt Cabana in the mix of it all. And we're like, this is going to be a fucking awesome party weekend for wrestling, for wrestling fans. Like, uh, we like we essentially just wanted to be like this gigantic nonstop, like almost like a music festival, but for wrestling. And like, that is not how it turned out. No. Well, the first shows were called Grado Does America. And I think we were just going to do like. Grado does America like the box set when yeah the like one like you know Grado does America like it's one. some stupid fucking title Grado does America fucking again and uh, Grado does America for the final time or like it's some dumb like you so know. everything is going great we have high interest like it was one of those things where like you know Grado's not exactly Hulk Hogan but like Grado was getting the job done as far as getting people there and like getting uh getting new kind of like outside weird fans like you know AIW had you know like developed kind of like a niche audience uh niche whatever however the fuck you say that word I don't even know but uh you know niche niche whatever and uh yeah same thing and uh you know so we're trying to build off of that you know like we're trying to build off our core and like you know that you know not to go off topic, but that's why we bring in like some of these we like big names now. It's just like we're trying to build on top of that core that we have, and then like you know you retain a certain percentage of them, and then you know now you have a bigger core, and like you know so on and so on. So we're thinking like you know we're gonna do this big kind of weekend, and like we're gonna you know kind of get all these European eyes on what AIW is. We're gonna utilize Colt Cabana and like his gigantic reach. Uh, you know, we were bringing Cliff Compton in. Um, there were some other European talent that was booked, like Pete Dunn was booked. Um, and uh, you know, we we're we're really this is working. The first on... weekend we got Candice LeRae. Yeah, Candice LeRae was coming in for the first time. So like, we're really trying she to just like wanted to happen to come to Cleveland on vacation. Yeah. So like, we're really trying to make this like an event. We're thinking of all these cool different matchups we can do and uh things uh things that you know storylines that we're going to take, like they were going to start on Friday night and conclude on Sunday night, like kind of do these self-contained like storyline shows to where it all made sense. And uh, it was kind of like a big challenge for us, like working with all these moving pieces Um, and everything's going good. And, you know, we're, we're adding all these different people and all this different talent. And then, uh, you know, British boot camp starts and 
they're filming British boot camp and you know, Nikki storm who we know is, you know, is on it. And, uh, you know, we hear Grado is on it and all these, you know, they're filming British boot camp. you know, it's this TNA reality show. And, uh, you know, I guess it's somewhat of a big deal in Europe. And, you know, we're like, okay, you know, we're whatever. like, cool. This might give us. Some yeah. Hype. We're thinking, you know, some this, hype going you know, into- this, this is working out great because like, you know, now Grado is kind of getting more attention, you know, through like, you know, not saying TNA is anything, but it's, you know, it's bigger than us, you know, so Grado, TNA is talking about this guy, Grado, who we've been planning to bring in for months. Uh, so we're like, okay, you know, this is kind of working out. This is like the perfect storm situation that never happens. Um, and then, you know, we're, I don't know, we'd been selling tickets, uh, pretty well for all three nights. We're maybe six weeks out, a, a month out. I don't know. And, uh, Colt goes, Hey, uh, he texts me. He goes, um, something shitty is about to happen. Or he said something like that. I said, what? He goes, Jeremy Borash is going to call you. And I was, and he, and didn't he say something about like answer a Nashville number or something? Or yeah, maybe he didn't even, he didn't even say something shitty is going to happen. He just said, Hey, you're going to get a call from Nashville. Answer it. And I'm thinking like, fucking maybe they're offering me a job or something. Like, I don't know what I was like, what is going on? He's like, this is a big deal. Uh, somebody from the Nashville office is getting ready to call you. Um, they just asked me for your number and if it was okay. Um, and I think maybe Colt didn't want to, I think what happened is they had called Colt hoping that he would break the news. And Colt was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Colt was like, absolutely not. Like these guys have put a lot on the line. Uh, so, my phone rings. It's a national number, and it's Jeremy Borash. And uh, he goes, oh, well, hey, John. Uh, this is Jeremy Borash from TNA Wrestling. Um, I and, like, s- we had met him a couple times. and like- Yeah, and he's just like, I have some uh, unfortunate news. Um, as you know, we're filming British Boot Camp, and um, Grado is a big part of the television show this year, and we are bringing him to America on the same, the same fucking weekend, the same dates. And he's like, I understand um, that you had him booked, but uh, we have decided that we're going to tape one night only pay-per-views on those same three nights. But we need him for behind the scenes. And uh, we're going to bring him to America to film the TV show. Uh, and like, this is literally like six, six to four weeks notice. Like TNA is just like, Hey, we're throwing these shows on these. We're going to tape these one night only pay-per-views. Literally think about this. If you're listening to this at home, he finally gets booked in America and TNA books him the same fucking weekend that we had him booked. And like, you know, he, uh, he wasn't under a TNA contract, but he was under like some sort of contract, temporary, some sort of contract for the filming of British boot camp. You know, you had to sign on, you had to sign on for, you know, X amount of obligations. So, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, um, he is, you know, under under contract for this television show and the production of this show. So, unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to pull him off your events. Uh, and I was like, what? Like, the show is called Grado Does America. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. how uh, how are we going to do three days uh, of just the AIW show? Um, and he's like, you know, I know this really sucks, but, uh, you know, I we will uh, reimburse you for the flights. Uh, we're gonna buy his own flight, and um, you know I'm gonna work things out with the office to where we can send you some talent. Uh, 
you know, in exchange for Grado to make this up to you because we understand you've put a lot of time into this. Uh, and in the meantime, I guess Colt Cabana had called Jeremy Borash and was like, you better not fuck these guys over. Um, I think his uh, exact line was, John Thorne will destroy you on the internet. Yeah, he's like, these guys will fucking go out of their way to destroy you on the internet. Like, Because uh, we had just uh, done it to Billy Corrigan. Yeah, and like, just like... He's like, these guys will not let up. Uh, and TNA cannot. Uh, he's like, you know, I understand you guys are probably looking at him like they're just some small independent company, but he's like, TNA cannot, uh, should not be going out of the way to get bad publicity. You guys better make it right. Um, so they said, you know, Borash says, hey, I'm going to go talk to the office and I'm going to see if we can send you guys some talent. Put together a list of who you would be interested in for the weekend to make it up, you know, because we're only doing the one at only pay-per-views. So everyone should be kind of available to come in and, and, and do, do your shows except for Grado. And, and the one thing that I think he fucked up with saying is he goes, nothing is off the table. Yeah, He says nothing is off the table. So the dream list, I don't know if we remember everybody, but I remember we had beer money, Kurt angle, Kurt angle, Gail Kim, Taz, Taz. We wanted Taz to come out and do a spot only. We knew he wouldn't work, but we wanted him to do like a, like a fucking take spot. out the Duke. I think. Yeah, we we're gonna have Taz like beat up the Duke because we're ECW marks. But like we thought that would get a, like be interesting, help draw people and meet Taz. Uh, I think we even said Dixie at one point. So we did ask for Dixie. Wow. Uh, we asked for Samoa Joe. Oh, Joe, yeah. Um, Austin Aries. Austin Aries, like everybody that was cool in TNA. Um, and so we put together this list, uh, Bully Ray, the Dudley boys, oh, like yeah, straight Dudley up, boys. um, you know, anybody that was like worth, uh, like worth a shit, you know what I mean? And, uh, we put together oh, this Hutter, li- yeah. uh, EC3, we asked for EC3, but DJZ, cause at the time they weren't allowed to do, yeah, they weren't allowed to do Indies for some, for a little bit, but we asked for like. Like we're we're like you need to give us multiple people to make up for this because you, it's three days. It's three days, and you just fucked us over. Uh, so we asked for like, eh, like everybody that was fucking like anybody that was cool, like anybody that was worth a shit, and like, you know, they go. So Borash calls me back, and he's like, "Well, we could send you the Bromans, Sam Shaw, Taron Turnell." Uh, he was really pushing Taron Turnell. I remember. Yeah. Or uh, Jay Bradley or some shit like that. And uh, I was like, dude, like, no offense, but, like, we're trying to, like, maintain a crowd here. Like, you guys got to do something. And, like... Sam Shaw does America. Yeah. And uh, it just, you know, uh, it just falls apart. uh, And, like... I, the office, like Borash was super cool. Like uh, I'll say that he was, I believe really trying and like he understood our situation. Um, but he said, you know, the office wasn't budging on making it up to us. Like, cause they saw it as like a non issue. They're just like, Oh, we have control of them. Right. And, uh, Borash was really the guy that pushed to try to make something happen. So, it, you know, it winds up like, the coolest guy that they would offer us was Abyss. So we book Abyss, but they say he can only do one night. Saturday night. Sun. No, no, no. Remember they booked him Saturday, and then we announce him, and then all of a sudden they switch it even after we announced him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we announced Abyss, and then, like, 
he go like I go Borash, is this good to go? He goes, Yeah, man, it's good to go. And uh we announce Abyss and immediately he fucking responds to those tweets. I'm not fucking booked for this. Who the fuck A tweet, not even he tweeted, DM'd and he uh, like emailed. fucking buried us and like DM'd and like his number, he's like, Why the fuck are you guys false advertising me? So I call him and he's motherfucking me on the phone. I go, Hey man, like this is through the TNA office. Uh, you know, they're they're kinda trying to make something up for us and he goes, Well, nobody fucking told me. And uh so he's fucking hot and he's motherfucking us online and uh then like the next day at like the next AM. The next day he's uh he sends me a text. He goes, "Oh, hey, uh, I just talked to Bob Ryder. I apologize. Uh, they just forgot to tell me." Uh, after I w- made sure, made sure, made sure it was cool. And like we try to pop off announcements, like we our best announcements, we try to pop off during Raw, just because that seems to be when the most amount of wrestling people are on Twitter. So this guy motherfucked us the entire Monday Night Raw, but Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. he's like, "Oh, sorry, I will be at it." And I mean, I don't hold it against him, you know? No, what I mean? no, not at all. I love Abyss, but. Um, but, uh, so yeah, like that, that just, that just kind of turns out of the mess. And like, it was cool at the time because TNA had a, you know, I, I, it was coming out, it might've been the Hogan era or just after the Hogan era where like TNA had a restriction. They no they got mad. Jeff Hardy did an indie. Or no guys were allowed to do indies. So like, it was kind of cool to have abyss on the indies. Cause like he had a fucking awesome run in ring of honor. So I was, I was pretty pumped about that. But, uh, you know, that was just kind of the tip of the iceberg of the TNA thing as the event went on. Um, I, Biggins could probably take, you know, take over more. It just turns into more of a mess as the weekend. Well, yeah. Well, first off, we're looking at already huge losses and we never canceled. And so we're dependent on this uh, $900 that we were waiting for to get because we're like, oh, we'll just put it to the budget of the show. And then TNA is telling us Grado owes it to us. And then Grado says TNA owes it. So it was just like telephone game. We finally get the money thanks to Borash and Grado, you know, trying to work with the office. So it's just hard to, you know, deal with the office like with third party people. Uh, so finally, we get to Russell Rager weekend. Well, Thorne renamed it Russell Rager, just trying to save it. Yeah, just trying to like, uh, like give it like a, like a cool like marketing vibe and like. Because I think we probably made a list of like probably like a thousand names and, and nothing like, clicked. Yeah, we're like Russell Rager, like you know, let's try to mark. Let's try to save this somehow and, you know, make it sound like a party. You know, like the the fans that kind of like would go to the jail at after parties kind of like, you know, they were they were like in so the party. I think dudes were like ready to grill out in the parking lot. Yeah, and- like we're trying to encourage like tailgating and like, uh, you know, whatever. And uh, so this was like our last ditch effort to like market this event as something. Little did we know that the whole weekend was just starting to be cursed. Yeah, like uh, then, like uh, Ring of Honor decides to run at, in Toronto, and they book like Elgin, Josh Alexander, Ethan Page, and Silesia Sparks, who are all big parts of AIW. Uh, Elgin was the champion at the time, and uh, and, and it was real weird because at the time when they announced the date, they told all three. Of Ethan Page, Josh Alexander, and Salise. They're like, don't worry about it, do AIW. And Elgin was going because he was under contract. But then, next thing we know, all three are like, oh, ROH needs us now after we had already booked them and advertised them. And, you know, it's like, what are you going to say to people at that point? Like, Ethan Page is like, you know, you could tell me not to go and I won't go. But it's just like, you really can't tell people not to go. You don't want to have, like, the guilt of being, like, you know. Like, it's, we understand. 
you know, there's a pecking order in wrestling, and we understand it's a bigger deal. Doesn't mean it didn't suck, though. It doesn't mean it didn't piss us off, but he's like, tell me not to do it, and I won't do it. And I was just like, dude, you're asking me to tell you that, so, like, I know that you would rather do it because it's a big opportunity for you, and it could it could lead to somewhere. I'm just saying, he knew that we were fucking pissed off. Uh, so, anyway, like, all of them cancel. So now, like, the Saturday night show is just abyss. And then they end up fucking switching Abyss's date to Sunday. So, like, uh, like the whole fucking thing is just, like, falling apart. But Saturday was, like, Swiss cheese at one point. Yeah, like, we had, like, hardly any talent to book. And Saturdays are, are, are hard enough to book people as it is. And, but, like, money-wise, we were tapped. And, like, you know, so we fucking, I don't know, we booked, like, Tracy's Mothers, I think, or something. I like, think he, no, cl- he was already booked, but then... Cliff Compton, I think we added. After yeah, we added Cliff game. Compton because, you know, he's kind of in that cabana universe, loves the parties, kind of this wild guy. Um, so, like, you know, we ride it out and, like, we say, okay, um, hey, uh, I, you know, you guys go to Ring of Honor. Like, what the fuck can, can we do about it? And, uh, you know, they go and, like, that's when shit really fucking Really fucking goes because uh, I want to say it was right before doors open when you got a box from Saliz. Yeah, that's so. Because we wondered where she was. Yeah, so Sunday Elgin is supposed to drop the belt to Tim Donst, um, which was a negotiation because he was the Ring of Honor champion at the time, and like, he, and he knew he was uh, gonna have to be exclusive or something. Something was weird where he knew he wasn't gonna be able to come back as much. Right. So like we had to get the belt off of him, but like Ring of Honor didn't want him the job or something. You know. So like that's that's kind of the thing is like because that was the weekend he lost Saturday night. He lost the ROH title and there was all the baseball shit. Right. So like anyway. Uh, so like it's kind of a touchy situation because we need him to drop the belt, but he doesn't know if he's allowed to drop the belt because he's scared of getting heat from Ring of Honor because he's under contract to Ring of Honor. But, like, we know that we got to get the belt off of him on Sunday. We got to get it on somebody else because, like, uh, you know, the the people that were working for Ring of Honor were just – they were becoming more unreliable because, you know, they, they had to do Ring of Honor over anything else. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of frustrating for us. So, you know, Elgin's our champion. Uh, you know, he goes on Saturday – loses the ring of honor belt so we're like okay well i guess there's not going to be a problem with him losing on sunday uh you know because he didn't know that he was going to lose the ring of honor belt on saturday night uh and then whatever happened he had uh, you know what later became a gigantic you know news story of his falling out with the people at ring of honor um so you know we're thinking like okay he lost the belt he could come and lose our belt on sunday and then you know that'll be that if he's going to sign exclusive uh, well, he doesn't show up. Fucking uh, Ethan Page and Alexander come, but Sleaze isn't with them. I get a Vox from Sleaze. No, no, she got she got popped on Friday. Oh, did she? Yeah, she got popped on Friday. Oh, okay. See, it's not like it's all not running together, but like, or it's all running together. I get a Vox from Sleaze like on Friday. Uh, that hey, I just got a five-year ban from the United States uh, for wrestling in America. Um, And, you know, she's crying, and, like, it's just like, she's like, I can't come back for five years. Um, So that, you know, that sucked. Like, I forgot that that happened on Friday. 
so you know she you know uh this girl that's like we're we're really like focusing a lot of the company on and uh you know she's kind of becoming a backbone of aiw uh she's like i'm i i cannot re-enter america for five more years and like you know this was her dream is like going to WWE and becoming a professional wrestler. And, and like, I think there was feelers from WWE at the time. And yeah. And like, I, th- you know, some people were talking to her and then, you know, she's good. And I think it's, she's fucking with me. And, uh, she goes, Nope. And yeah, like, Cause you were at first. She thought she was just going to pop out. Cause she had ribbed you before, I think. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, I think she might've sent me a picture of like her passport that said like five years, no return. Why, why, why did she get banned? You're not allowed to wrestle in America. If you're a Canadian citizen, the U.S. the U.S. border considers Canadians coming here to wrestle taking away American jobs. So like, and like, people think oh, like, oh, you could just get a visa. Like, you can't. Like, because because we've tried. So we don't like we, other Canadians, like Ethan Page, who's, who's Canadian. Uh, we can't. He's been he's been in trouble, but we can't talk about it. Yeah, really. like no. it's there. He has a way. Yeah, like, but it's. I mean, any. I mean, any Canadian coming over. It runs um, the runs, runs the, the risk runs the risk of being banned from America. Even now, even today, yeah, it, it, oh, wow. you could count on one hand how many people in Canadian uh, wrestling, like with ROH and stuff, have the proper paperwork. Yeah, because you can't get the proper paperwork as an independent, because like you can't, like as an independent running once once a month, you can't pay somebody a living wage that the U.S. government can tax. So like. They're not going to approve this this visa, uh, but then because you then, need like a company to like sponsor you to then go and apply for the visa, and then the visa costs you costs about five thousand dollars. Wow! But the crazy thing is, is you need all this to get a visa, but then you can't like to come over for twenty five dollars or whatever. You still get banned. Yeah. So like, uh, it's really touchy, you know, and like a lot of people are like, oh, like. That, I guess that's one thing that we clear the air on is like a lot of people are like, oh, why don't you just get him a visa? Like we can't. Like I've talked to lawyers. I, you know, we've talked to probably a dozen lawyers. It's like because we've like we've tried. We've tried to get the Salise thing overturned because like it's because Canada has passed legislation that if you're an American, you could come and like it's like some kind of small like. Like some kind of like small time entertainers act or something. I don't know what it's the problem. It's for like comedians. Or it's like, like comedians actors. or bands or like, uh, you know, things where like you're not like big time, you but get like cash for you know. But like they pass some legislation to where like if an American's going into Canada, you say, "Hey, I'm wrestling on this show." Because a few decades ago, it was almost impossible to get into Canada. And it's just like, "Hey, I'm wrestling on this show. I'm getting paid X amount of dollars." Okay, see you later. And you like show them the flyer with you on it, but like. Because they they understand that like there's this gap in entertainment to where people don't make any living wage. It's more of hobbies or you know trying to make your name. Well, the American government kind of looks at it differently, and like if they can't fucking tax you, they don't want you fucking coming in this country. Wow. And and like there's a huge thing where I see a lot of tweets all the time about fuck Canada and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with Canada. It's the U.S. border. So like yeah, it's not Canada. It's all it's all the United States government, and I mean I don't even know I don't even really feel comfortable talking about this that much because like, uh, you know you do run a risk with booking Canadian talent, um, but uh, you know it's just kind of, you know, uh, there's a lot of good Canadian talent and like you can't really make a name for yourself in Canada. You know you have to come to America and do the American Indies to to get your name so out it's there like a and catch twenty two to get your name on the radar. So like a lot of these talents, you know, they run the risk because like. They want to, you know, 
they 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 want to you know uh, achieve that dream or whatever and they want to get on that radar uh so you know it it's hard and like um you know nobody really like they just figured out somehow um and like they'll be like oh you're wrestling on this show and blah 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 and like uh you know they've let people go before or sometimes they turn people back and say hey you can come back it know, all depends on the person next week it's all like there's no real protocol. It all depends on that person working that border station at the time, and like that's the thing with Celise is like there's you know, no appeal process. For well, Celise. she got a lawyer and like she tried to appeal it, and like um you know she went through the proper channels to the Canadian government, and their answer was it's up to the person who stamped your passport to overturn it. Just like there's no supervisor or anything that could no, be it's like just up to that one. Guy. I could be like. Okay, you know we understand. You know you weren't fucking like coming over here making money. So like, jobs think away. about that. If you're having a shitty day, you could just ruin people's lives. Yeah, you're just like fuck you. Don't come to America. Like, so she like she spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to get this overturned uh, and hiring lawyers, and uh, they just said, you know, that person was just like no. And the uh, the ironic part is the guy that banned her liked her uh, wrestler page on Facebook. Yeah, that's how he knew who she was. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so like it's just uh, that's one of those things. And then you know, fast forward to Sunday, um, uh, Abyss comes and Abyss is super cool. Um, you know he does, you know he he does like some barbed wire and shit. Um, but Elgin doesn't show up, and that's when uh, he also got banned from entering America because. Ring, he did have a visa, but like Ring of Honor let his paperwork lapse because he was getting married. Because he was getting a green card, and like you have to let your visa lapse to apply for a green card or some something weird, like so red like, tape shit. So like he was married to an American, but his green card did not process, and he did not have a visa. So like they wouldn't let him back in the country, even though his wife and his family were in America. Yeah, they, he was with his <coughs> wife, and they told her go home. Yeah, yeah. Like, they let his wife go home, cause, but they made uh, Elgin stay in Canada uh, for months, like weeks. I don't know how and long. Luckily, he had family to stay with, but he would have been fucked if... Yeah, you know. so, like, it's this crazy fucking... Uh, system. System, but, you know, uh, Russell Rager, we fucking, you know, like, we spent every dollar we had built up in the AW bank account uh, to fund that. and like That was a weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, so that... That whole ordeal totally wiped us clean to where we thought um, we were that, that Russell Rager might have been it. And then, especially since we were fucked, um, you know, off that. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe then that same weekend, Turner's All was like, oh, by the way, we're closing in November. No. The next show, which was October, is when they told us before Girls Night Out. Yeah, 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 so, like, uh, so... But t- that was the weekend. If nothing else was going wrong, uh, Turner's Hall held us up for more money. Yeah, and, like, they had told us they were going through all these financial problems. They actually tried to sell it to us that weekend. Uh, they're like, give us uh, $20,000 and you can buy this building. And we're like, dude, like, we just lost every dollar we have. Uh, we can't buy and, like, shit. like, they couldn't answer any questions we had. Uh, so, yeah, I guess... You know, we could save the the legacy of Turner's Hall for another episode, but uh, I hope that makes people understand more about why Russell Rager sucked and how, like, it really almost, it almost killed the company. I mean, if people, like, 
you know, there were people that came all three days and like that money was greatly appreciated because we had to literally spend every dollar, liquidate every piece of merch. Um, oh, we were cutting major deals just, just to make it out, out of that alive. I mean, you know, the cool thing was, is like TNA paid for abyss. Like they paid for all his travel. They paid for everything. Um, and you know, he did draw some people in for us, which, you know, which was cool. But like the idea of when Russell Rager started and what it was, you know, when it was essentially supposed to be Grado does America, not even Russell Rager to it becoming Russell Rager and how it all turned out. It's like one of the, one of the more memorable, like black clouds, uh, over AIW. My question for you, I'm sure listeners listening would want to ask this. Now that you had a lot of success in the past year and a half, and now you learned by a lesson, would you want to try to do a wrestle rager? Um, another one. You know, there's been talks of doing something like it, but not like I wouldn't count on it anytime soon. Um, you know, we were kind of trying to work on something cool, like similar to Russell Rager. Uh, but like the capacity that we want to do it would require so much planning and so much like, because, you know, uh, the first time on kind of on a, on a whim, like whim fucked us so bad and almost put the company out of business. Like, uh, we've had thoughts of kind of, uh, retooling the idea and, uh, you know, uh, kind of giving it, it would be Russell Rager, but kind of in a different, you know, a whole different vibe or whatever, but it would require so much, so much work. Like we wanted to do it again in this, uh, this August. And like, it just wasn't, uh, like feasible at the time. It wasn't like, you know, we were working on it and it was just kind of things were not like li- things were preliminary, but never got things were it. not lining up the way that they need to line up for it to be a success. So, uh, we decided to not go through with it this year. Um, there's a possibility for next year. You know, we have some ideas, but it, like I said, it will require so much planning because we're so scared of how it turned out last time. Um, you know, we would want to make sure we did it right. So I'm not saying never, it's not going to happen again, but it's going to have to make sense, but it's going to have to make sense. And we're going to have to really, really kind of, uh, put a lot more, I, I guess, finesse on the whole thing. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Wrestle rager. Wrestle story. Not, wrestle. Not so rager. Not so rager. All right. Grado did America in North Carolina. <laughs> All right, and we all we all know that Grado made his AIW debut last year, and is becoming more of a. Uh, a yeah, he'll be coming back. Uh, you know, uh, September 9th, he'll be back. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to that. You know, he's always a pleasure to have that dude. Yeah, he's kind of like becoming like a semi regular thing at this point. So, uh, and he's the best. So, uh, you know, almost what two three years from uh, when he was supposed to originally debut he's coming back now this September oh, that's crazy that's the same weekend yeah same yeah same seven eight nine yeah same same weekend so I wow cross your fingers cross your fingers <laughs> that uh, he doesn't uh, have to go to British boot camp one night only <laughs> all right episode four in the books this is the card is going to change thanks thanks